Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. You can be seated. <laughs> I love this church. You are so blessed to be in this church. Now, put my hand on my heart. Of all the churches I go to, I think this is my favorite. But don't tell people. <laughs> what an honor it is to be here in the presence of God. And don't you love the worship choruses in this day? Oh, to me, they are so centralized on Jesus. I just love it. Now, this morning, you will never be the same after this morning. So look at someone. Say, honey, you will never be the same after this morning. It's still morning. Yeah, <laughs> we're okay. Tonight, we're going to have a healing service. And one of the most dramatic miracles I ever had was in this church. And what would that have been? Four or five years ago, I had a healing service, and a woman who had not walked in 13 years came out of a wheelchair. That's a pretty awesome miracle, isn't it? So let me tell you that, how that encourages me. I, when I first started to travel, I went to an Assembly of God church in Burlington, New Jersey, and I had not been invited to speak in the church. I spoke in our church a little but this was a big deal that this church would have me come and speak. They heard me on the radio. So I said to the pastor, how long do you want me to speak? He said, as long as you're anointed. And when you're not, I want you to sit down. And if you don't, I'll tell you. <laughs> so, you know, I think, oh, wow, I better be anointed. So I'm trying to be really anointed, really loud. So I'm preaching. And I don't know why I did this, but there was a man at the back. This was in a gymnasium, and I could only see him from here up in a wheelchair, and I said, in Jesus' name, I just stopped during the preaching, in Jesus' name, get up, and he didn't do it. I said, I got really anointed, I got really loud. I said, in Jesus' name, get up. He didn't get up, and the assistant pastor was sitting beside him, and I said, David, get him up, he's going to walk. And David went like this. I said, David, where is your faith? He said, Marilyn, he doesn't have any legs. Uh, so that's the way I began my healing ministry. <laughs> and this is so sweet of the Lord. The Lord said, Marilyn, just stay in faith. There'll come a day when people come out of wheelchairs. And one of those places is here. And we have a healing meeting tonight at 5. And I have found all over the world, healing is the bread of the children. Healing is for us all. And you know, if you go to a Buddhist country and you have a healing service, they come. You go to a Muslim country, Muslims come for a healing service because Jesus heals. Honestly, I don't think Buddha's ever healed anyone. Are, are you cool? Say cool. I don't think Muhammad has healed anyone. Are you cool? I don't think the 300,000 Hindu idols have healed anyone. Are you cool? Say, Jesus heals. Jesus heals. So come expecting and come bringing people tonight. Open your Bibles to Joshua 1.8.
because you're not going to be the same after you leave this service because the word changes you. Isn't that wonderful? The Bible changes you. And in Joshua 1.8, this is basically the theme of my life. It says, if you meditate on the word day and night, if you speak the word day and night, if you do the word day and night, you will make your way prosperous and successful. I have lived by this, and I have been prosperous and successful. But you can go through this book and see where he prospered in every level. Now, when I read this, I think, oh, I wonder what he meditated on. Did he meditate on Proverbs, or did he do Psalms, or did, what did he do? But you know what? He only had the Pentateuch. How would you like to meditate day and night on Leviticus? Oh, I wouldn't want to meditate on that book. He just had the Pentateuch, those first five books. But I know he did it because we're going to go through the book quickly, and you will see he prospered in everything he did. Now, I have found, and I don't want you to get mad at me, so put your hand on your heart. Say, I promise I won't get mad at you. But I have found that meditate, oh dear, means to memorize. And so when you meditate, you speak it because it says you have to speak it and do it. You say it out loud. Can you memorize without saying it out loud? So when you meditate, you say it, you say it, you say it till it just gets hold of you and becomes a part of you. So I have done like 27 books of the Bible, and I've done a lot of the Psalms, but when you meditate on it, you're chewing it, and what happens is you begin to get revelation out of it. So God dealt with me to memorize the book of John, the Gospel of John, and I just got discouraged. You know, I just said, it's just too much, forget it. You know, and then God dealt with me. Do you ever say, God is enough? And then God dealt with me to do it again. And I have found about meditating, and I'm going to give you a little assignment of meditating on Psalm 139. Put your hand on your heart. Say, I need to memorize Psalm 139. But what happens is that you don't just read the Bible the Bible reads you. And so, you know, I'm doing John 8, 12, and uh, it says, I am the light of the world. He that follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. I got so excited about that. I said, oh, God, that's so wonderful. That woman taken in adultery was set free. And this is what the Holy Spirit began to say to me. He began to read me. He said, Marilyn, you are so happy over this. And he said, and I'm happy for her, but I'm not totally happy because I wanted her accusers more than I wanted, as much as I wanted her, and I didn't get them. Now, you say, how did you know that? Meditating. Everybody say meditating. And so how I got hooked on the book, really, and I'm going to give you a process this morning, and there are going to be people healed in this service. And there are going to be people in this service who get new cars. And they're going to get people in this service who are going to get new houses. Are you cool? Say cool. <laughs> so when I got in the Word, I lived in a little town in Pennsylvania, Sewickley, Pennsylvania. And I was 11 years old. And I didn't know 
what church to go to because I was really being drawn of the Holy Spirit. Wasn't born again yet. So I said, Lord, which church are you in? Are you in the Catholic church? Are you in the Baptist church, the Lutheran church? And here's what he said to me. I'm in the word. And folks, I have found he is in the word. And when you read the word, the word begins to read you, right? So stand up. You say, what for? Exercise. It's good for you. Say, the word is going to transform me today. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so we're going to go through Joshua. Most of all, the word is going to read you this morning. And God told him, and imagine, you know, at this time, they have not taken the promised land. They've had 40 years in the wilderness. And you're going to see he's very successful because he takes the promised land in six and a half years. And so you say, well, I'm just too busy to meditate on the word. You know, I'm too busy to read the word. Then you're too busy to be successful. Put your hand on your heart. Say, I promise I won't get mad at you in this sermon. <laughs> okay. So undoubtedly, he meditated on the word because he's so successful. Takes the promised land in six and a half years. But I watch the process as I go through the the Bible is really something because it seems invariably God will ask you to do things at the worst time. Have you ever seen that? He'll want you to give some big amount of money when you think, no, not now. Or he'll want you to pray for someone when you don't feel spiritual. And I remember one time I was in Pakistan and I said to the Lord, oh, I have this big crowd here and I am tired and I have jet lag. And the Lord said, I'm not, and it's not your name that's going to heal them, it's mine. And so we find out, you know, he begins to read us, begins to use us in a special way in meditating and speaking and rehearsing and going over the word. So the first thing he has to do, oh my goodness, he has to take, I don't know how many million people, maybe, maybe two million people across the Jordan River, you know, and so... They've got all their animals. They've got all their belongings. Plus, I tell you, God invariably will tell you at a bad time, the river's at flood tide. You know, why don't you wait till it goes down in the summer? But it's at flood tide. And so here he is with all these people to, uh, to take over. And what does he do? God gives him a word. That's what I love about God reading your heart and giving you a word. He said, take the priests, and they have the Ark of the Covenant, which would have the word in it, and have them step into the water. So the priests step into the water. When they do, the water goes all the way back to a little town called Adam. Now, everybody say Adam. And it stands there in a wall. And so these priests are standing in the middle of the riverbed, and the people are going over, going over, going over. They get on the other side. And then when they get on the other side, you know, they, he tells the priest, come out. And he kind of does something as a memorial. And, you know, I can look in my life at memorial times, that time when I was 11, when God said that, when I was 16, when I got born again. You know, we remember these memorial times. They're special. So God said, take the 12 stones they're standing on 
and put 12 stones up on the bank, take another 12 stones and pile them up here. And when they do that, the water who's standing up where? Oh, you forgot. Did you not eat your breakfast? Where is it standing? Adam, it's a wall. And the water comes flowing back, covers these eight stones here in the bottom that you can't see them. But they've taken, God told them, take eight more stones and put them out on the bank. So they have taken eight stones and put them out on the bank. So he said, now, remember what happened today, because God wants you to remember the things he does in your life so you will believe for bigger things. So look at someone, say, honey. You're slow this morning. Say, honey, get ready for bigger things. So he said, remember what we've done and tell your children about this. So the children are walking by and their fathers are saying, oh, you know, we crossed over the Jordan. It was a miracle. And there are eight stones under that water, you know, that you can't see. But see these eight stones up here? Those eight stones tell us to remember what he did because he took all of our past away, all the way back to, and when you got born again, how far back did it go? Adam, and he gave us a whole new beginning. Oh, is that wonderful? So he's teaching them something. He's meditating on this, teaching them something. So then, you know, the next thing, of course the Jordan River is open and that's wonderful, but the next thing, is that they have to take Jericho. And Jericho is a huge city. But when you're meditating on the word, God has ways of kind of cooking and making them work, right? And he'll, he'll do something so creative. So he said to them, I want you to walk around the walls seven days. On the seventh day, I want you to walk around seven times. Then I want you to shout. Now, I think that's a miracle if you kept two million people quiet <laughs> for seven days. And maybe somebody said, oh, it really is hot. And they said, shut up, just keep walking. And so they marched around those walls. And, of course, the seventh day after seven times, they shouted and the walls fell. Amen? So I'm going to take you back a little bit. When I first started to travel, I went to Romania. And at that time, the Chalcescos were ruling, and they were really ugly people. And, you know, Russia was in control, and they were killing people all over the place. Romania was just going down the drain. Well, I had an invitation to go to Hungary to speak. And Hungary, you know, I said, I would like to go to Romania. Is there any way I could go into Romania? They said, yeah, we can take you into the underground church. So we drove all one day to the underground church. We were very, very careful, and we preached. And I saw these big signs, Chalcesco, our hero. And I thought, he's not a hero, he's a thug. He's killing all these people. So I began to pray against Chalcesco. So I get to Hungary, and I boldly said, Chalcesco is going to die before the year ends. And then I thought, oh, my goodness, what if he doesn't die? You'll be a false prophetess. He's got to die. And so I'm watching the news. That was in April. I came home. I'm watching the news, watching the news. 
we're into December, he's not dead yet. And I thought, God, you gotta do something quick. And the 24th of December, they shot him. Oh, thank God. But <laughs> meditating on the word, not giving up, speaking it, everybody say, think it, speak it, do it, and it works. So here he is, they take Jericho. They march around it seven days. That is so wonderful. And I have found that when you speak the word, when you think the word, when you do the word, I'm telling you, you have success. It's awesome. You know, I, a pastor told you, you know, about Pakistan. But let me tell you, the first time I went to Pakistan was 1989. And, you know, I had begun to say this. I love Muslims, and Muslims love me. And people would look at me like, you are crazy. What is it with you? And I thought, yeah, I am. But I feel like I'm supposed to go to, to Pakistan. And in 1989, I had a healing meeting in Pakistan. Nobody shot me. Here I am. And so we had uh, four nights of healing meetings. And the last night, we had 20,000 people. And that got me hooked. You see, when you start speaking, thinking, speaking, doing, you get results. Now, they'll show you this morning our meeting, and this was in 2016, we had over a million people. And a third of those people stood up for salvation. I don't compromise. But healing really brings them out. Healing is the dinner bell. So I look here at this man. He's going in, and he's having some pretty serious things because this, you know, this land, they're not waiting to give them the land. They're harsh, cruel people. And I mean really cruel because they, have, they worship a god called Moloch. Say Moloch. Now say yuck three times. Yuck, yuck, yuck. And they offer their children to fire. They literally kill their children in fire in dedication to that thing. So it's really a bad scene. So they're going in there, and, you know, they're fighting with these people in the land. And, you know, it doesn't look like they're winning. And so they're about to overcome them. And God, see, because this... Leader, Joshua, he's speaking the word. Everybody say, speak the word, think the word, do the word. You know, he's going to win because that's the winning process. So what does God do? He sends a hailstorm. But this hail is very discriminating. Now, I know some of you think I'm making this up. This is in your Bible. So put your hand on your heart. Say, this is in my Bible. And so the hail comes, and it hits the bad guys and misses the good guys. And so you're fighting someone, and bong, the hail hit him. There he is on the ground. So meditating, everybody say meditating, makes you win. Amen. So he is doing pretty well, but, you know, they've wandered in the wilderness, my goodness, for over 40 years, you know. And now they're out to take the promised land. And so this is a big thing for them to do. And they need to do it, and they need to do it quickly. You know, this is a big deal. 
So they get out there, and they're fighting in this land, and all at once it's getting dark. Oh, my goodness. We need to win this battle while it's still light. Now, watch, watch, because this never happens at one place in the Bible. Joshua said, Sun, stand still. Moon, stay in the valley of Agilon. And it worked. It's never worked before nor since. Why did it work for him? You're so quiet. Because he meditated on the word day and night. He spoke the word day and night. He did the word day and night. And it made him prosperous and successful in all that he did. So I'm going to share a little thing. I went to Indonesia some years ago. It's a big church, but hardly anybody had a car. So I said, you know, I believe God wants to give Indonesians cars, Christians cars. So we stood up, you know, we prayed, we sowed a seed. And three months later, the pastor came to see me in Denver. He said, I had to come and see you because most of the people in my church have cars. So that really did something to me. I thought, you know, if God can do it in Indonesia, why can't he do it for me? Because we had a nice family car, but I had an old bad lemon car. And so I thought, God, my husband won't buy me a car, but you could give me a car. So I began to pray and believe God for a car. And I began to speak it. And so my husband looked at me like I was crazy, Looney Tunes. I said, I'm going to have a new car. Well, he said, don't think I'm going to buy it. How are you going to have a new car? I said, God is going to give me a new car. I'm speaking it. I'm believing it. And one day my husband called me and said, a man in the church said to me, I feel led to buy your wife a car. He said, well, she'll feel led to receive it. <laughs> so I saw something that I could have faith for cars. How many of you need a car? Well, stand up. And these cars go to church. And they even pick up people. So stand up. And these are not lemons. These are good cars. Right? Okay, everybody's seated. No, 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 no. You keep standing if you need a car. Everybody's seated. Extend your hand towards someone who's standing. So pray with me. Say, Father, in Jesus' name. I call in a good car. I thank you. This car doesn't have wrecks. This car goes to church. This car is not a lemon. And I thank you today. Cars, miraculous cars, are coming into this church. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Meditating on the word, imagine. But he did something that, to me, to tell the sun to stand still and the moon to stay in the Valley of Agilon is probably one of the greatest places of faith of all. But while we're believing for cars this morning, why don't we believe for houses? Why couldn't God give you a house? So I'm going to tell you how my faith grew for houses and then how I'm going to believe for you to have a house. And these are not in bad neighborhoods. All the nice houses are not made for the mafia. They are for us. So we lived, my husband and I lived in a 
bad neighborhood. We didn't have Sarah yet, but we had a little Indian girl that we had taken, you know, for uh, the winter for school. And then we had adopted Michael. So they went down to the playground. It was about a half a block away. And I said, you know, be back here in an hour. Well, Marita, the Indian girl, came back, but she didn't have Michael. I said, where's Michael? I don't know. Some lady came by and said, would you like a ride? And Michael said, yes. You know, and she didn't understand. This is very dangerous. So I said to my husband, Wally, somebody has kidnapped Michael. Come down here. He was upstairs, so he came down, and we prayed. We believed he would be back within an hour. And we called the police. The police came. We met them on the, uh, at the school ground. And so, you know, we're standing on the corner, and we looked. And way down the street, I saw a woman walking with Michael. So I said to the police, there's Michael. They said, well, you stay here. And they drove down there and picked up Michael. Now you say, why are you telling this? Because it hit the front page of the paper. Pastor lives in bad neighborhood. And a man felt led to build us a home at cost, and we felt led to receive. <laughs> so you don't know how God will do it. So I'll tell you one more house. Would you like one more house story? Raise both hands. These are so good. So we lived in that house for 31 years. And I said to my husband, we need a bigger house. Oh, no, God gave us this house. I said, God has more than one house. No, God gave us this house. So, you know, I'm upset with him. And so the Lord said to me, leave him alone. Let me talk to him and you shut up. So I did. I left him alone. I prayed in six months. He said, I feel led for us to move. Let's buy a new house. So how many of you think I have faith for houses? So if you need a house in a nice neighborhood, you know, God didn't build all the houses for the mafia. He has one for you. So stand up. Stand up. And there's great peace in these houses. You read the Bible. You pray. You don't have alcohol or drugs. <gasps> right? Right. Now, all of you seated, help me. I've got to have your faith. Extend your hand towards somebody who's standing and pray with me. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I'm calling in houses. Good houses, in Jesus' name. Houses with peace. Houses with prosperity. Thank you, Father. No divorce in these houses, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, what are we doing? We're meditating on the word. What are we doing? We're speaking the word. We're acting like the word is true. Right. right. Okay. So here he is. He says, sun, stand still. Moon, stay in the valley of Agilon. And it worked. Here comes a hailstorm. Hits the bad guys. Misses the good guys. And then something so wonderful happened. They took the promised land in six and a half years. So I'm looking at Joshua and I think, are you still meditating, you know? And what are you meditating on? You're meditating on the Pentateuch, but meditating keeps cooking. It doesn't just stop. You keep cooking. Everybody say, keep cooking. You say, what do you mean? Keep meditating. 
So what I do, I'm, right now I'm memorizing the book of Ephesians. I've memorized 27 books of the Bible and almost 100 Psalms. And I want you to memorize Psalm 139. Oh, stand up, because you'll just try to forget it. Okay, put your hand on your heart. Say, Father, help me to memorize Psalm 139. It makes me prosperous and successful in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated. Now, Patsy, Patsy's my staff person. She helped me with my television for 28 years. What have you memorized? Come here. <laughs> you said, this is a crazy service. Well, you got a crazy evangelist. Actually, I got started memorizing because of her, but when I first went on staff, they had a contest. If you memorized the book of Hebrews, you'd win a Dake's Bible, and I wanted a Dake's Bible. So I got a partner, and we memorized the 13 chapters of Hebrew, and I won a Dake's Bible. But then I couldn't stop because it gets in your blood. You just have to keep going. So I did First and Second Peter, James, um, First, Second, and Third John. Uh, I'm in Ephesians now. Um, I, I know I did Hebrews. Um, did you do Romans? No, not yet. But anyway, it's wonderful. <laughs> just advertising. <laughs> so now. He's getting older, and they, you know, they wander in the wilderness 40 years. Six and a half years they've taken the promised land. So he's old. He's over 100 years old. And so you say, well, you know, you need to retire. You don't need anything fancy to live in. Get a little house trailer. You know, that'll be fine for you. He didn't do that. He didn't do that at all. He said, I want Timnasira. Do you know what Timnasira is? That's a mountain. And it has a city on top of it called the City of the Sun. He didn't say, oh, a house trailer will do it or, you know, some little tent someplace. He said, I want a mountain. And he got it. You say, well, could he climb it? He must have because he claimed it. Amen? That's why I wanted you to claim houses this morning. That's why I wanted you to claim cars this morning. Because you say, well, you're in the name it, claim it crowd? No, I'm in the name it, claim it, receive it crowd. <laughs> Hallelujah. So now he has that mountain. You say, well, yeah, but what about his family? You know, he's gone six and a half years. He couldn't have been with his family. So probably his kids are a mess. No, no, no. Joshua 24 says, as for me and you said it, so stand up. Say, stand up all the time, yeah. Put your hand on your heart and say, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Amen. You can be seated. Now, let me share with you. Uh, I have Sarah. She's on our television with us. And she and her husband pastor our church. 
Uh, I have wonderful grandchildren, but I also have a son. We adopted Michael, I think I shared with you. And, you know, I think he was three and a half when we got him. Always a problem, really hard to handle. Got into drugs, messed up, had one girl, and then his wife had another girl that he helped raise. And, you know, I didn't see anything good. And his two daughters, the wife, total drug addict. His two daughters moved back to Ohio, and they took Michael with him. So here, I couldn't get in touch with him. I tried, couldn't, no phone, no nothing. The girls couldn't find him. And I thought, I have got to find Michael because I want him to be born again. I don't want to die, and he's gone, you know. So I started checking, 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 and finally I found one of the girls. So I went back to see them, and I'm thinking, oh, these two girls, you know, who knows what they're doing. Well, they're married, and they have seven children between them, and they are outstanding, and they have Mike living with one of them, and one of the boys of their children is being trained for Nassau. They're all, all seven are straight-A students, and they are prospering. They are really prospering, really doing well. So I'm on the plane coming home from seeing them, and I'm crying because I didn't dream they could do so well, you know, ever with anything, with the drug background, all the messed up things. And the Lord said to me, why are you crying? You prayed for them every day. What did you expect? So put your hand on your heart. Say, I expect the response that I pray for. I expect for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Amen. So we meditate. But I, I really believe meditating can keep you healthy. Now, I'm 87. They tell me I'm supposed to retire. I am retired. What do you mean you're retired? You travel all the time. I know. Retiring is doing what you like. This is what I like. And I noticed even small things. When you meditate, you begin to see manifestations. So one time when I was in Romania, well, it was on that trip with Ceausescu when we were praying for him to die. <laughs> we ran out of gas and we're going to Aradia and uh, we didn't have enough gas to get in and we're going to the underground church. There were four of us in a car and at that time they didn't have gas stations very close and we ran out of gas. We didn't get it at soon enough. And so we're four miles from Aradia. And, uh, you know, those are the times you get tested. So I said, I, and it's dark. I said, I want to get out and try and stop a car. So the man who was driving this car said, no, no, I'll walk. I said, by the time you walk in and get the gas, get it back out here, It'll be too late for us to go to the meeting. So I said, I'm going, I have faith. I'm going to get out on the road and try and stop a car. And the car that stops will have gas. So, you know, I think the guy thought, some nuts, and I have to have one in my car. And so I'm standing there, 
and it's dark, and a car comes by. Now, remember, I don't speak Romanian. They didn't speak English, and I'm waving. So they pulled in, and I, I can't tell them what we need, but I you know, showed them with my hand about the gas. Now, listen, they opened the back of the car, and there was a huge can of gas. We paid them five bucks and got, the, got to the place. You see, folks, meditating, it's so key. It can take something ugly and make it beautiful. And meditating will give you favor in places you need favor in. Now, for years I said, I love Muslims, Muslims love me. Now I have an opportunity to hold a healing meeting in Saudi Arabia. Can you imagine some old lady going to Saudi Arabia having a healing meeting? And Egypt, I've just been to Egypt, Egypt is crazy in revival. So what do we need in this day that we live in? And this is what you need. You need, of course, to meditate. Meditate means I think it. Everybody say think it. Speak it. Do it. That's part of it. But we need favor. I want to go to North Korea and have a meeting. You say, you're crazy. No, I'm not crazy. God loves North Korea. I've been confessing it for all these this time. Now President Trump has opened the door. Oh, my goodness. You didn't ever think it would happen. So what I'm standing on, and this is what I want you to stand on, so I want you to stand up. I'm standing on Psalm 512. I am surrounded with favor like a shield. So put your hand on your heart. Say, God has good things for me. I'm surrounded with favor like a shield. My best days are ahead. The worst are behind in Jesus' name. Now put your hands up. Say, bye-bye, bad days. Put up both hands. Say, hello. Best days are ahead in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. Joshua 1.8. What I'm really teaching from is 30 meditations, and I have four books back there of the scriptures to meditate on for healing, for prosperity, for favor. And I really encourage you to get all four. Now, I have found you can give people flowers for gifts. They wilt. Candy makes them fat, but the word transforms them. Amen? So be sure you get those. And then I have, I speak certain confessions every day. You know, like I get up every morning and I say, good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. This is your beloved Marilyn. You say, what? That's arrogant. No. Over 60 times he calls you beloved in the New Testament. So what are you? I'm his beloved. And so the things that I speak, you can, uh, we, I think we have them. What do we have them on? Don't we have something they can get? Audio, right? Yes, okay. So the, and it's free. Everybody say free. Look at someone and say, honey, don't you love free things? Okay. Now, how did I get like this? 
you know, I've been crazy like this, probably, especially since I was 23, because I heard faith teaching. But really, it started when I received Jesus. At 11, I wanted to be where he was, and I began to get in the Word. At 16, I got born again, and my whole life changed. I've had a miraculous life. If you're here this morning and you say, well, I used to really be turned on to Jesus, but not so much now. I'm kind of out of sync. This would be a good time for you to recommit your life, wouldn't it? My goodness. Or if you have never invited, maybe you say, I didn't even know how. You've never invited Jesus into your heart. I would like the privilege to pray with you. So if you're not sure your heart is right with God or you're not sure you have Jesus in your heart, I'd like for you to stand up. Would you stand up? Let me see you because I believe this is the best day of your whole life. You haven't had a better day than today. This is the best day. Just keep standing. Keep standing. I'm looking in the balcony too. Then I want everyone seated. I want you to help me. I want you to turn to the person on your right. Even if you know what they'll say, say, do you need to stand up? I'd like to stand with you. Then turn to the left say, do you need to stand up? I'd like to stand with you. And then stand with that person. So I want everyone standing. Would you come to the front? Just come right up here. I get to pray with you. If you're standing, come right up here to the front. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Best decision of your life right now. Wonderful, 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 wonderful. Clap some more. We got people coming out of the balcony. Keep clapping. That's so good. So good. Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. Keep clapping. They're still coming. Isn't this church wonderful? Woo, aren't you glad you live here? Aren't you glad you have these wonderful pastors? Wow. I'm not just being complimentary. I mean it. This is the best. Clap some more. Clap a little louder. They're still coming. Good. 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 This is your fruit. This is what you pray for. Wonderful. 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 Excellent. Oh, my goodness. Look at this. We have a whole row of people coming from the balcony. That's your fruit, Resurrection. Oh, that's your fruit. Awesome. 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 Excellent. Excellent. Good. Good, 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 good. We don't want to miss anyone. Isn't? Do you realize angels are having a party? Wow. And we're just joining the party. Okay. Everyone extend your hand toward these wonderful people. And the best day of your life. Say, Father, 
I believe that you love me. You have a wonderful plan for my life. You have a divine destiny. I'm not an accident. I'm a divine appointment. I repent of all my sins. I have faith in the blood of Jesus to cleanse me from all sin. Jesus, come into my heart. Be Lord of my life. Thank you for saving me. I thank you today for the best day of my life. In Jesus' name, amen.